No checklist completed is going to save you. No bucket list is going to save you. No amount of blood, sweat, and tears that you've poured out in your life is going to save you. No amount of cash or worldly possessions is going to save you. You can't take it with you. You'll be dead. Buddha can't save you. Gandhi can't enlighten you. The Pope can't absolve your sins. The saints can't pray you into eternal life. Muhammad can't fix you. Allah isn't able. No president, no legislation, no Supreme Court justice, no state or nation or leader or celebrity, no one can save you because there is salvation in no one else. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bearded Bible Thinker. Proverbs chapter 6 beginning in verse 12 says, A vile person, a wicked man, is the one who walks with a perverse mouth, who winks with his eyes, who signals with his feet, who points with his fingers who with perversity in his heart continually devises evil, who spreads contentions. Therefore, his disaster will come suddenly. Instantly, he will be broken and there will be no healing. There are six things which Yahweh hates, even seven which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked thoughts, feet that hasten to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. Welcome again to another episode of the Bearded Bible Thinker. Today we're interacting with yet another article from Planned Parenthood. This month is Sanctity of Life Month, which means this month is make fun of, hold accountable, and laugh at and cry because of Planned Parenthood Month. So Planned Parenthood, the new priestly order of uh, Molech, they have this article that I found, ran across. I didn't go looking too hard for it. It just kind of came up. It's one of the first things I ran into. And this is a month where, because of the sanctity of life, that's what January is all about. And and so this is a month in which we're interacting with, walking through. I'm going to do a video walkthrough later on. And so you'll see that come out as well. But th- this one happens to be an article, and that's what we're looking at here today. So we'll be jumping into an article that Planned Parenthood, that's on their website. And the text that I read earlier has everything to do with it, because essentially you're going to run into most of those things that the Lord hates all <laughs> in, in, this, in this article by itself. So hopefully this is a helpful thing. Hopefully you're going to enjoy this. And, you know, part of, part of what I want to do with this is help us understand how to interact with things like this. You know, how to how do we how do we look at into this? How do how do we analyze an article like this and see all of the problems? It's easy in our culture and our state of mind today and the way that we were kind of all brought up to just kind of be sheep about it, to, to just read an article and expect that that article is saying true things. In fact, I think that's a big problem in in our culture today that, that we, we actually don't fact check ourselves very often. We tend to just assume that things are correct. And and in fact, what's even worse is a lot of times we have our own ideas already. And so whether it's with Bible reading or reading some article online, doesn't matter. We have our own ideas. And what we tend to do is, is reach out and try and find things that substantiate, or at least that seem to substantiate our ideas instead of uh, seeking out truth and uh, whatever that might look like, however difficult it might be to deal with. That's just the, the fact of the matter. That's the case. So 
let's let's try to let's try to not do that. That's what we're here to do. We're here to not do that. <laughs> we're here to to look at an article and deal with it, interact with it. This article, so again, you see from Planned Parenthood's website, I'm going to take it into reader mode here to make it a little bit easier for you and me both. This article is entitled, The Abortion Rights Lie Detector. If the House Republicans say these things, they're lying. That's the title of the thing. This is from November of last year. The House is, right at the moment anyway, controlled by the Republican Party. They have the majority in the House of Representatives. And naturally, like any majority that exists, there, if the, the Democratic side of things had a majority in Senate, House, and had the presidency, you would see them ramming all sorts of things down the throats of people that, from their perspective— and that it's the same way with the Republican side of things. That's just the nature of it. They all have a set of beliefs. And if they have the power and the control in particular situations, they're going to move forward with things that support their particular beliefs. And and so this is one of the things that you're seeing, right? You see the, the House is regulating things. And, and when they, the House kind of controls the budget as well. So they are they're the ones that 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 begin that process and so when when we well they're going to get into it the house is making planned parenthood mad let's just say that so let's jump into it the abortion rights lie detector if house republicans say these things they're lying i think it is first of all hilarious that planned parenthood has chosen for the picture of this blog article truth <laughs> if you're if you're just listening then there there's the you know like blogs will have like a main image or something well their image is like old beat up concrete where you can see the rocks or whatever and then laying on it is like a i don't know a business card or an old sign or something that's all sort of grunged up and it says truth on it planned parenthood needs the truth in a very, very bad way. So let's get to the article, okay? Some members of the anti-abortion rights majority in the House have seen the writing on the wall and are rhetorically trying to distance themselves from their decades-long effort to control our bodies and and lives by banning abortion and restricting access to sexual and reproductive health care. Okay, that was a mouthful. That was the first sentence of the article. It was a mouthful. It was uh, almost Pauline in its length. And so let's, let's, what, what's the assertion here? Okay. So some members of the anti-abortion rights majority. Okay. So that would be the Republican majority. Anti-abortion rights is what they're uh, saying here. Even though, frankly, the, the very fact that, well, we're, we're leaving abortion rights as, as a thing, as long as they're aren't equal protection laws in the books. So people actually still can get as much abortion stuff as they would like and not not be found guilty of anything at the end of the day. Even even in our own state, as you heard when Marshall and Tanner and I did our, our first podcast to, to introduce this subject matter for the month, and we, we went through some of the North Dakota Century Code, and like uh, all of these abortion things that are here, and oh, if you do this, oh, you can't participate in this, oh, you can't fund this, and you can't da-da-da-da-da, whatever, right? But then at the end of that, it's like, okay, and this is a misdemeanor or something like such a joke. It's like, then, then, then please don't, then please don't say that it's that bad. Right. I mean, it's either, it's either okay or it's not. 
right? And and if it's not like this is this is the taking of a human life, right? This is the taking of a human life. So anyway, they've seen the writing on the wall, they say here, and they're trying to distance themselves from their decades long effort to control our bodies and lives by banning abortion and restricting access to sexual and reproductive health care. So I'm actually unaware of an attempt nationally by the House uh, to ban abortion, um, which is unfortunate because literally this, this would be something that, that doesn't even necessarily belong at the state level. It, it, could, it could very easily just be a, a, an equal protection thing amendment to the constitution as far as i'm concerned because it's 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 ludicrous it's stupid <laughs> that, that that doesn't exist already it's it's stupid that you have to think about putting something like that in place that doesn't make any sense because it should just be an assumption that if if there's if there's a human life regardless if it's in the womb outside of the womb in a in a coma in a vegetative state whatever that looks like it it, it you can't just off them Right. Like that's that's not how that works. It, it You can't just assume that, well, they're they're not worth as much as me. So we can kill them. So and then and then they they pull the, the normal thing right here in the first sentence, too, which is to equate abortion with sexual and reproductive health care. I'm actually not even sure what sexual health care is. That that has to kind of be a made up thing. Reproductive health. I could see like sexual education or something like that. Or I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong. I haven't thought through that. But reproductive health care. I guess I understand that they don't. We would we would differ in our definitions of what what is reproductive health care. It certainly doesn't include abortion. Reproductive health care would be things, in my mind, like helping with all of our might, uh, a mother and father who have thus far not been able to have children and have dealt with infertility, have children. I think that's reproductive health care. There you go. Reproductive health care might include uh, helping facilitate the bringing forth of a human life, but, but should not include taking one and probably not even hindering one from developing. So let's continue. Throughout the uh, fiscal year 24 budget process, these members of Congress have tried to force through cuts to critical programs and bills with with prison policy, with good grief, poisoned pill policies. I should start reading more often. So they've tried to force through cuts to critical programs and bills with poison pill policies. So the reality is, first of all, the House, the Republicans in the House have a narrow majority, and things like this would have to go through the Senate and, and the president. So, like, frankly, anything that either side is doing right now is just a flex move. Nobody is going to get anything accomplished in, in our entire government. No one's going to get anything. Like, nothing is going to happen because neither side has the power or the inclination to cooperate with the other side. And so when the majority, the only time things legitimately do begin to happen is when the majority, when it's like a super majority or something, at least it feels that way as, as a regular citizen. So when they say that, that they've tried to force through cuts to critical programs, I mean, I don't know what they mean by that, like force through cuts to critical programs, because anybody with any kind of like I paid attention in social studies for 30 minutes should know that they actually don't have the power to force through 
cuts to critical programs, even if they wanted to. The, the most they could do is, is try to stalemate something that's important to the other team, and unless the other team is willing to concede something on, on this team or whatever, right? That, 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 and that's what they do with like the government shutdowns all the time and that sort of thing. But so they're trying to force through, they say, cuts to critical programs and bills with poison pill policies. I don't know what any of that means. That's a lot of jargon. I don't know what what critical programs they're talking about. Maybe they'll say that. I don't know what would make a program critical as far as Planned Parenthood is concerned, but that would worry me because they're murderers and bills with poison pill policies. I wonder if that has something to do with the abortion pill. I'm not sure. Anyway, as the deadline to pass annual funding bills before a government shutdown looms. So again, there you go. The government shutdown thing comes up. Some politicians are coming to terms with the resounding rebuke of their agenda by voters in this year's November election. Yet House Speaker Mike Johnson is still pushing the majority's dangerous partisan funding bills through the House. Okay, House Speaker Mike Johnson. So even though, so what Planned Parenthood is saying is even though everyone in America spoke up and said, we want abortion, and they did that at the voting booth, even though that happened with a resounding rebuke, they say, by voters, House Speaker Mike Johnson is still pushing the majority's dangerous partisan funding bills through the House. And so let me say something about this. So I don't know if you if you are someone who's watching this and you remember or you watched our, again, beginning of the month episode with Tanner and Marshall and I about this, but Mike Johnson is friendly toward pro-life but but I would say that he he actually doesn't even go far enough he stood in the way and and tore to pieces essentially with pressure and threats at the state level from his national position he he put pressure on state legislators I forget which state Louisiana I think and and stopped an equal protection bill uh, stop now like I'm not even going to get into details because I don't think you need to I, I think it, it actually hurts the case when you get into details because then people can get all in, in this particular situation because then people can get all empathetic to his point and whatever else but there's really no 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 sympathy to be shown to this or no pretty way to look at it Mike Johnson that there was a bill that that had the very clear chance of being the first bill in the nation first bill in, in any state in the nation to to create a situation, to que- create equal protection for infants in the womb under the law. And Mike Johnson shut it down. So he he's in, in that in that instance, I, I would say like for Mike Johnson who's I, I do believe who's a, a fellow Christian and a brother, I just think that this was such a misguided bad thing that that he did. And and to just to be blunt, the whenever that law, if if it would have been voted past all the things, whenever that law would have taken place, Mike Johnson actually shares some of the murderous responsibility for every innocent life that is taken from that point, from that date, whenever that would have been on until it's abolished. And like, man, what a thing to to wear 
on your conscience. What a thing to bear on your shoulders. That's just a, a terrible thing. But I get what they're saying. As far as Planned Parenthood goes, Mike Johnson is on the side of pro-life and is to the point that he's he's a, a, a crazy person for wanting to be pro-life at all. Because Planned Parenthood is is absolutely not pro-life in any sense of the word. So anyway, let's just jump, let's jump ahead in. We must be prepared for the lies these politicians will tell to attempt to cover their records. They've said what they've said, and they've done what they've done, and we have the receipts. <laughs> Isn't that a fun statement? We have the receipts. It's, it's so stupid. So first of all, if you're a politician and, and you have a record of standing with iron boots, against abortion and oh now you see that the the nation is so this is what they're saying right essentially right there their picture of this is the nation is now rising up and, and they're pro-abortion and they're pro these rights and all of this stuff and they're rising up and now these politicians are like oh crap what do we do now we gotta oh i'm i'm actually for abortion i'm i'm for no 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 it's fine if if okay and, and i think that in large swaths that is a fabricated, laughable thing. But if that's true of any politician that that they've stood against abortion and now, because of some sort of perceived uprising in our nation, are, are backing down and trying to cover their tracks because they're a politician and their job really, like this is just true of all politicians, it seems like, that, that the job becomes, okay, you get voted in, make all these promises, and from then on, like from that moment on, the entire job just becomes keep my job, <laughs> right? Like the whole job becomes, it's not about being productive. It's about doing whatever I have to do to keep my job next time. And then the next time, and then the next time, like it's, it's, and I know I'm not the only American that feels that way. Like that, that's, that's gotta be a solid majority. <laughs> like the that their their entire goal seems to be let's just make sure that we can get voted in next time um which is antithetical to the whole thing and i i like i think term limits are should happen for sure but that's just that's neither here nor there we must be prepared for the lies these politicians will uh, tell to attempt to cover their records if if again if you're a politician and you are you've stood against abortion now you see some perceived rising up saying this is bad and you're freaking out and you attempt to cover your tracks then you need to repent and believe the gospel because that's not what christians do that's not what people who like that that's you you stand up in the face of adversity you stand up when for right when wrong is the majority and and I understand that, like at, at the end of the day, too, those people in in whether it's in the the House or the Senate, either one, they represent people from a state, and and in fact, this is this is a pet peeve. Okay, so this is a uh, maybe a bit of a rant for a second, but they represent people in a state. They they aren't allowed to have opinions because their opinions don't matter. The opinions and the feelings and the personal whatever of people who, like you represent the people in your state. So if the people in your state are all of a sudden, this is the the difficulty, right? Because if the people in your state are believe certain things should happen, your job is then to facilitate those things. Now, as a Christian, 
there there may come a time when so like as a as as a Christian, a Bible believing Christian, if I'm in a, a political office and the the people resoundingly shift from in my state from from choose life from abortion is murder to let's make this a right the the right thing actually isn't for me to go against the will of those people they voted me in to do a job to represent them and their opinions and their beliefs no as a christian the right thing for me to do is to resign and call them to repentance in that resignation very publicly because in good conscience, I could never support abortion, but also in good conscience, I don't think that I could, I, I also don't think that I could say, like, stand for things that I know the people that voted me in aren't standing for. So that's, there you go. You can have that bit for free. Let's jump in. So the, the whole premise of this article is that they're going to give statements like this one you can see at the bottom of the screen. We support access to birth control. That's a lie, they say. So they're going to give statements that that I don't know if they're actual quotes from actual people or not. doesn't matter. They're going to give perceived statements or true statements that Republicans have made. And then they're going to say that's a lie. And they're going to tell you why they believe that's a lie. Okay. So we, so the Republicans, we support access to birth control. That's a lie. Okay, here, here's their... So the truth is, anti-abortion House members completely eliminated funding for Title X in the Labor HHS Appropriations Bill. Title X is the only federal program dedicated to providing sexual and reproductive health care services to people with low incomes. This includes birth control. In their state and foreign operations appropriations bill, they cut funding for international family planning programs by nearly 25%, and they banned for inter- international family planning programs. I don't know what that means, but why would we be funding anything international like that? Does that mean like that we're like doing pregnancy classes in in like other nations or something like I don't even know what that means it says and they banned funding for the UN's sexual and reproductive health agency UNFPA uh <laughs> which provides access to care including birth control in some of the most challenging settings around the world okay so one of the uh, like I I so to be fair I haven't looked in depth at this article. I saw the main statements that we'll walk through, but I haven't read all of these things. So uh, like in large part, I don't know exactly what they're talking about. But one thing that I do know is that when you think about bills and laws and title X's and whatever, that there are always many, many, many things at play. There, there are multiple things on the table. I bet, and you do this if if you are so inclined, I, I bet if a person, if you're listening to this or if you've read this article in some other setting, I, I bet if you took some of the things from this paragraph that are mentioned, like Title X, if if you took some of those things and researched it, you would find that Planned Parenthood is mad because I, because I bet this cuts some of their money. This cuts funding that would go to them. And other things, but but plan, Planned Parenthood can call it birth control if they want. But see, the problem is they they use words a lot that mean different things. They mean different things when they say certain words. Like so, for them, birth control 
I think would include abortion. It would include abortion pills. It would include morning after pills, which are abortive in nature. It would include those kinds of things. And so like if you're if you're talking about that, well yeah, no, that's that's sinful, that's murder. That's let's see what God says about that. Let's see Exodus 20:13, you shall not murder, perhaps the most famous statement about that, okay? Leviticus 24:17, whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death. That's God's standard, but you might say, oh, well, that's Leviticus. That's the Old Testament law. Great. Wonderful. Genesis 9, 5 and 6, before Moses, before Abraham, before any Levitical law, this is Noah, right? God talking to Noah. And for your lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast, I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God, and here's the reason, for God made man in his own image. When we take a human life, doesn't matter if it's outside of the womb or inside of the womb, whenever we maliciously take a human life, that's murder. And we're killing the image of God. We're killing someone who's been made by God, who's been knitted together in the womb by God intentionally, and we're killing them. So this, the, for God made man in his own image. This is the reason. This is the, the, the overarching reason that, that abortion is such a horrific thing, that murder in general is such a horrific thing. It doesn't have to be abortion. So this is, this is what the scriptures have to say about it, right? What the, the scripture that I just read at the beginning of this thing, one of, the, one of the things that God hates, it says, hands that shed innocent blood. And that, that would not just be the person actually facilitating the abortion. That would include, like there is blood on the hands of the, the boyfriend or dad or whatever, husband, that, that drove him there, that pressured him into it at times, whatever that looks like. There's blood on the hands of the, the nurses at the abortion clinic, of the receptionist who checks him in at the abortion clinic, of the abortion doctor, if you want to call them that, themselves. And there's blood on the hands of the mother, unless they've been coerced in some way. So this, this, there's plenty of blood on, on plenty of hands to go around with every single abortion. There's blood on the hands of anyone who works at any factory that produces these pills. Anyone who continues to work at a manufacturing plant or a pharmaceutical company that that produces these pills that kill and murder innocent children by the hundreds of thousands. That so again, plenty of blood to to be on plenty of hands to spread around. That is something that they would include in birth control. So when they say that, oh, that it's, it's so bad that in their mind, the House Republican supporting access to birth control, well, the first thing that I would say is, what do you mean by birth control? What do you mean by that? What, what is included in birth control? And then I, they would dance around that for sure, because that's how it works. And so you would have to pointedly ask, okay, okay, listen, what about uh, abortive pills? What about abortion pills? What about abortions themselves? Are those fitting into birth control? And if so, well, then good. 
Okay. Um, and that this doesn't include like that there is a there is a you know Christian thinking that and and Christians fall on different sides of this, but is is regular birth control a good thing or not? God gave women the uh, ability and to 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 know about their bodies, to know about their cycles and and all of those kinds of things. There, God gave you natural birth control, right? Like you know when you're ovulating, for instance, and and so. Anyway, that's that's an entire other discussion. But I bet if you looked into some of these other things, you would find that that Planned Parenthood is is getting cut from some cash. And 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 certainly even if they're not, even if they're not, that doesn't change the fact that that they are they are ruthlessly pushing forward their agenda here for abortion. And and so this this it impacts them. Anytime, anytime life wins, anytime godliness takes a step forward, they get punched in the face. They get a black eye. They get hurt a little bit by it. Their agenda gets flushed down the toilet just a little bit more. And so the, uh, it's a it's a sting for them. So we support access to birth control. I mean, the, the thing that they mean by birth control, on the one hand, is really probably so... Uh, convoluted that you couldn't yeah I don't know it would be hard to distinguish (laughs) what what the heck they were even talking about there in the first place let's move on to the next one though okay we could talk about that more I'm already 34 minutes in all I've done is introduction really in one of these so-called lies okay so let's do the second one. Uh, we don't want to restrict medicated, medication abortion. First of all, if anyone is saying that, then they need to repent. Like, I, I don't even know why this is a... Why? I, I, it would be interesting. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Why? I, I wish I knew if there was a person behind these particular quotes or if they're just making this up and no one actually said this out loud because so like, so if, if any, so, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is one of the things I forgot. I haven't read this in a while or read these, these things in a while. So, but we, we don't want to restrict medication abortion. Okay. Well, so absolutely we should restrict medication abortion. I don't know who's saying that. If, if somebody that might be a straw man, it might not be. If someone is actually saying that, they need to repent. They're advocating for murder. Okay. I think all you have to do is replace the word abortion with murder, which is still just as accurate. It's just as correct. It's biblically accurate. It's biologically accurate. It's, it's, it's just the truth. Um, we don't want to restrict medication murder. Well, well, that's a terrible thing to say. (laughs) Well, that's a terrible thing to say. And, and so if that's also a lie, as they assert here, then praise God that that's a lie. Okay, let's read their paragraph, their defense of that. Uh, They say, the truth is, in April, nearly 150 members of Congress called on the Supreme Court to restrict medication abortion, following the 67 in the House who asked the courts to overturn FDA approval of Mifpristone, I might be saying that wrong, I don't know, the, the abortion pill or an abortion pill entirely. So so they 67 
Let's see. Following the 67 in the House who asked the courts to overturn FDA approval for this abortion pill entirely. And then it says House Republicans included a provision to restrict medication abortion in the fiscal year 2024 agriculture, rural development, food and drug administration and related agencies bill, which they passed out of committee along party lines. This bill has already failed once and some are scared to vote for this obviously unpopular agenda. And House Speaker Mike Johnson is still planning on a vote on this spending bill again. So so this has everything to do with the, the abortion pill. And again, I think all a person has to do is replace that word that nearly 150 members of Congress called on the Supreme Court to restrict medication murder. Okay, all of a sudden that sounds like it's a, okay, fine. I don't know why you'd have to do that, but great. Okay, so following the 67 in the House who asked the courts to overturn FDA approval of medication murder entirely. Okay, Good, good for them, right? House Republicans included a provision to restrict medication murder in the fiscal year 20. Like, so as soon as you actually put, just say the same exact stinking thing in a different way, that's not as accepted or acceptable, you're saying the same thing. And all of a sudden, these people sound like heroes. All of a sudden, this thing seems actually pretty ludicrous. Like, why would you even have to call on... Congress or call on the Supreme Court or vote in Congress to restrict murdering someone with a pill. Right? That's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's, it's, it's stupid that we even have to have a vote about things like that. And it's definitely stupid to just change the word from murder to abortion and, and assume that it means something different. Because it doesn't. And in fact, a lot of folks who are in support of abortion today, a lot of folks who are in support of that actually will embrace that now. People are beginning on that side of things. People are beginning to embrace that and not care still. The amount of videos out there on social media of young women holding up signs, talking about like marching outside of things, talking about how I murdered my baby and it doesn't even matter. And the amount of those kinds of things. Now I realize, and we've talked about this, we talked about it in our first episode this month. I realize that there are, there are plenty of cases also in which young women have been fooled by the system do, and actually don't know the seriousness of what they're doing. I realize that there are, are young women who, even if they do realize the seriousness of what they're doing, they're afraid because they're pressured, right, from an enraged boyfriend that's frightened or a f mom and dad who are pressuring them. Like So like I get that there's actual coercion, and in, that, in those instances, that then those young women are victims. Okay, so like that is a thing. But the law already protects people who, who are coerced into a, a murder, for instance, against their will. The law already protects people for that. <laughs> so equal protection, at the end of the day, is, is a good thing. It simply protects the, the unborn from murder the same way it protects the born from murder. That's all it does. And so if a mother is coerced, if a mother actually doesn't understand what she's done until after the fact, then, then she will not 
be liable for that necessarily. If a mother, knowing what is happening, knowing the consequences, knowing the situation, and if 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 that's like, if that's one of those mothers who are marching outside at a at a women's so-called women's march, and saying, "Yeah, I murdered my baby." Well, yeah, then you're going to prison. Actually, then you should get the electric chair, <laughs> right? Like, it it biblically it's it's maybe hard to swallow for us at times to like hear like that sounded really abrasive, right? But biblically, it's not rocket science. It's really not. Hey, everybody, just wanted to take a minute and remind you to check out another couple of podcasts that we have going on. Uh, The Babbling Pastors podcast drops a new episode every Wednesday morning. And in that podcast, I chat with my longtime pal, the Honest Youth Pastor, and we chat about theology and ministry. It's a lot of fun and uh, probably more entertaining than this. Uh, You can also check out our Preaching at Hillside podcast, uh, and that's found on various platforms and and expanding all the time. uh, uh, That's published uh, by Monday of each week and is just what it sounds like. It's uh, we're we're really creative around here. It's just our preaching ministry at Hillside Baptist Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, also, every Wednesday, check out the Herbie Ray podcast hosted by my lovely bride, Donna, with various special guests. Uh, she talks about motherhood, wifery, homeschooling, and all sorts of other things from a Reformed biblical perspective. So rinse all the mud out of your ears and give those things a listen. Number three, we support women's equality. Survey says that's a lie. Ah, I like the little survey says thing there. That's clever. We support women's equality. Well, my goodness, what does this even mean? This is this is an entire podcast by itself. We support women's equality, they say. Okay, here here's the the paragraph afterward. Here's the explanation from Planned Parenthood as to why that's a lie. Okay, the truth is House Republicans tried and failed to pass it again, there, you, you don't have the power to pass anything. The Senate doesn't either, right? Which is why, like, we're still a country and stuff at this point. House Republicans tried and failed to pass an amendment to defund the White House Gender Policy Council in their annual financial services funding bill. What in the crap is a Gender Policy Council? Okay. The White House, I'm on the, I just jumped over here for a second. The White House Gender Policy, this is whitehouse.gov. The White House Gender Policy Council was established by President Biden to advance gender equity and equality in both domestic and foreign policy development and implementation. The GPC covers a range of issues, including economic security, health, gender-based violence, and education, with a focus on gender equity and equality and particular attention to the barriers faced by women and girls. You mean like in sports? (laughs) It also plays an essential role in the president's efforts to advance equity in government policy for those who face discrimination and bias based on multiple factors, including members of the Black, Latina, Native American AAPI, I don't know what AAPI is, huh? And LGBTQI plus <laughs> communities, as well as persons with disabilities. This is actually hilarious. There, there are already contradictions in here. First of all, he, he, like, like President Biden wrote this. They, 
And that's a plural word, by the way. They have, are the ones who are changing. They're, they're the ones who are, are grouping people based on the tint of their skin here and some background information. Not notice the, the uh, anyway, my goodness. Okay, and the T here, this T here actually has created a situation in the nation in which even even the 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 liberal feminism world like no one uh, Matt Walsh who you know I think you know at times he's he's kind of a, a pompous windbag at times right but but his documentary what is a woman now again this isn't something you should I'm not even going to tell you to watch it necessarily I'm definitely not going to tell you to watch it around children but it it is a it is a it, he does make a really solid point right that that the the vat like no one even wants to answer the question anymore in this whole in this leftist kind of group what is a woman that's the whole premise of the documentary it's him going around to some specific places intentionally and asking what is a woman uh, and people are like well i don't know a woman is whatever you know whatever they want to be like no one can say it, right? And then at the very end, he asks his wife in the kitchen or something, like as they're they're standing there in the kitchen, and he says to her, hey, "What is a woman?" And she just looks at him like he's an idiot and says, "An adult human female." Like so, the the this the the T that I've highlighted here, the T has made this barriers faced by women and girls irrelevant among this crowd. So this is kind of funny, but okay. So now at least we know what the gender policy council at the White House is. So let's go back and look at this. So we support women's e equality. They say the truth is House Republicans tried and failed to pass an amendment to defund the White House Gender Policy Council in their annual financial services funding bill. So they wanted to defund that. That's the office charged with advancing gender equality across federal programs, managing comprehensive efforts to address things like systemic discrimination. Systemic is a word I'm getting really tired of. Systemic discrimination, economic security, and wage gaps. Wage gaps is really a stupid concept, a stupid fight. In, in, in an actual, there, see, because there are so many factors that go into that. There's so many factors that play into that. For instance, someone on the left might try and say that the hypothetically might try and say something like, well, women on average make 15% less than men in the same industry. Okay. Well, what are the jobs that each of them hold in that industry? Like they'll leave out all sorts of information. Okay. Well, then you might say, okay, well, women get paid less than men in that exact same job who've had the exact same experience and degrees and whatever, right? Uh, well, now we have at, at least a conversation to begin to talk about, but I think uh, Jordan Peterson, who has some helpful things to say about this, because he, he brings out even the, the psychology of the matter, like that, that men generally are more abrasive than uh, women. And so that actually plays into that. It, it actually plays into, you know, you, you, you get up this chain because you're a little bit more ruthless. You're a little bit more willing to go to war to get that position or that raise or that promotion or, excuse me, what, whatever it might be, right? 
Um, so I don't I, like there are so many things that play into that, but they'll just randomly say wage gaps in in an article like this as if this is uh, a major a major place where inequality happens. And inequality is like I'm uh, if if we're just talking about equal dignity, equal in worth, equal in like so many areas. Wonderful. But that is not what equality means anymore. And it's not, it's certainly not what equity means anymore. The word equity is in the scriptures. And, and I like anymore, whenever I read Bible verses that have the word equity in them, God help me, it kind of makes me cringe because I know that in our world today, this has connotations. It, it, for so many people, this word has now changed to mean something else. Um, and so uh, like the, they're, they're just going to use the word gender based violence. I don't know what that means. Are we talking about, are we protecting transgenderism here? Like, or are we talking about uh, domestic violence? Right. Uh, which I mean, I, okay, I can get on board with that. Like if, if uh, someone is a woman beater, yeah, beat him back. Right. He should he should pay for the like the government. That's what the government is for. Right. To 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 punish evil and reward good. That's the most basic reason for government in the scriptures. And so uh, this is, of course, if, if that's what they mean by that. Wonderful. The problem is you don't ever know what the heck Planned Parenthood and that whole side of the the argument. You don't ever know what they mean by things. And this is the big one, access to comprehensive health care. So that, that's just that's just a, a bunch of words to say access to abortion, because that's really what they mean. But that's what they care about. That's what they mean by that, because that's how Planned Parenthood makes their bank. That really is. They talk about, oh, we do well woman checks and we do this and we'll do that. And we do we, we hand over regular non-abortive birth control pills. We do family planning wonderful. That's like a tenth of a percent of the crap that they do. They make their money off of abortions. They make their their bank off of abortions. They retire when they're older because of abortion, not because of this other stuff that they claim is a bunch of their business. When they say access to comprehensive health care, they're talking about abortion, including sexual and reproductive health, right? Like they, they even added more words to say the word abortion. The vast majority of House Republicans voted to, I'm getting fired up, this 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 really fires me up, this subject. It makes me so mad because, you know, too, like I think that there's also something that's insulting about the whole thing because they just assume that the person reading this is just stupid. They just assume that the person reading this is ignorant and and stupid, too stupid to 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 look it up themselves, too ignorant to know what they're actually talking about. And to be fair. They're probably right about a lot of people who would read this, but we've got to get better at that. We've got to stop that. We've got to stop being ignorant. We've got to stop being ignorant on purpose. We've got to stop not, we've got to, we've got to become skeptical (laughs) a little bit, right? It's a healthy skepticism is really warranted in our nation, in our culture, and even in our churches today. Okay, says the vast majority of House Republicans voted to block its funding. As Leader Jeffries explained, this is yet another attempt to restrict reproductive freedom and bring us closer to a nationwide abortion ban. 
Oh my goodness, a nationwide murder ban would be great. I think that's already a thing though, right? Like we just call this something else, so it's not. This is yet another attempt to restrict reproductive freedom. Now that is is the first time we've run across that phrase in this article. Reproductive freedom is bigger than abortion. Reproductive freedom says I can have sex with anyone I want, anytime I want, and and shouldn't have any consequences for it, period. Reproductive freedom, at the heart of reproductive freedom, is is a worship of sexual intercourse, is a worship of sexual things. That is at the heart of reproductive freedom. Uh, reproductive freedom is you could you could just as just like I have replaced the word abortion with murder and it's the same thing. You could you could change reproductive freedom to sexual immorality, and even though it's not the same exact thing, it it sexual immorality is the heart behind, the mind behind, the idea of reproductive freedom. So that reproductive freedom is is the is the mark the people marching in the streets shaking their fist at god saying i'll be my own god i'll i'll do what i want you can't tell me what to do which is stupid we tell people what to do all the time like you obey a speed limit because you're told what to do right or maybe you don't i don't know <laughs> the next one says we support health how many are these oh my gosh i don't know okay so there are only a few more I can I can try and speed this up. This is an hour in. We support healthcare for our communities. Lie, lie, lie. Ooh, they they did that like they did like holy, holy, holy there. They did a they did a little thrice lie thing there. We support healthcare for our communities. Okay. Again, I don't know what actual Republican actually uttered these words or if it's just a straw man. However, that is a statement that's wonderful. We support health care for our communities. The truth is, Speaker Johnson is aiming to pass a measure of defund Planned Parenthood health centers to defund Planned Parenthood health centers. So, yeah, but that's because they're not health care. That's because even though they do, they do health care things from time to time, they're actually about abortions. Now, here they go. They're going to do a Rick Warren and, and start right in the middle of this. Uh, talking about all the things they've accomplished, right? Oh my, look at me. Look at all the things I've done, right? Planned Parenthood Health Centers, so so here they are defending themselves, right? Planned Parenthood Health Centers served 2.1 million patients in 2021 alone, providing uh, 4.4 million tests and treatments for sexually transmitted infections, nearly 200,000 breast exams, more than 228 pap tests, and birth control to nearly 1.6 million people. 76% of Planned Parenthood Health Centers are located in health professional shortage areas, rural and uh, uh, medically undeserved underserved communities. Notice what they didn't say. Notice the statistic they didn't put in there, right? They didn't add how many abortions they've performed. Because even Planned Parenthood understands the evil that they're committing. For although they knew God, they did not. They did not, right, <laughs> right. They they didn't. They didn't honor Him as God. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. There's no excuse, O oh man. Right, Planned Parenthood health centers served, and then they they give this huge pedigree of things that they that they celebrate, and they don't list the one thing, frankly, that they're the most about. 
and they don't list it because they know it's freaking evil. Ugh. This is frustrating. I'm going to move on because that one will make me crazy. We're the pro-baby party. Okay. I don't, again, I don't know who said that, but if if someone said that, that's not a bad thing to say. <laughs> like, that seems like a wonderful statement. Hmm, let us check. Also a lie. Okay, so what Planned Parenthood is saying that they're not the pro-baby party. The truth is anti-abortion rights politicians have a long history of neglecting programs that help children and families, and they are... What? And they're advancing funding bills that slash support for such programs. It would be really helpful if when when some when when people as when when people as when people with such prestige and let's say cultural affluence as planned parenthood make a a major statement like this like anti-abortion rights politicians have a long history of neglecting programs that help children and families and they're advancing funding bills that slash support for such programs like that long history. And then, and then one small example that they're going to share here, but it would be helpful if they gave like a a footnote there or something to explain, okay, what, what history, what do you mean by that? I think that like in a lot of debates, you'll see this happen, right? Where someone will make some claim that may or may not be just completely ridiculous and made up. Okay. And then, you, you, all, all a person has to say in reply is what, what's the long history? Like, what do you mean? Uh, give me some specifics. What, what long history of neglecting programs that help children? If, if we're talking about welfare or like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what all they could be talking about there, but, but there are a lot of programs that are unbiblical that our nation has. There are a lot of programs that actually don't help anyone get back on any foot. There are a lot of programs that actually lock people into a, a a laziness mindset or a mindset of I can't this is this is it this is all I've got or a mindset that says that that just that just feeds our natural human uh, flesh of like I deserve this that sort of thing so like there there are lots of programs that people might think are are helpful or good or something like that that actually might help some people but that are so so uh, abused by so many and they're so broken that they should just be erased and and we should back to the drawing board try and figure out how to help people who actually need help and help them get on their feet so that they don't forever and ever ever need help so here's their so for example the republican agriculture funding bill would make drastic cuts to WIC despite the increasing need among pregnant people pregnant people again not pregnant women, because God forbid we know what women are, right? As they just had a paragraph back here, like talking about equality for women. (laughs) So stupid. New parents and young children that the program is designed to serve. Now, to be fair, like we, we were on WIC when we had, when our boys were babies, I think specifically, it might've been for both of them. I don't know. We were, we were on WIC for a time and it was helpful. Like we, we probably couldn't afforded, couldn't have afforded some of the things that we got, right? It was a little bit easier. But but at the same time, could we could we have afforded to buy that milk if we didn't buy that coffee <laughs> right at the coffee shop? Probably. 
right? Like I, th- I think a, in a lot of instances, this stuff is is like a perk for people. It's wonderful, but it's it's actually not necessary in to, to the large percentage of people sometimes that that some of these programs serve that doesn't mean that uh, there aren't some people that need help they, they do like don't hear me say that that's not true because it is but so they're they're bringing one one example here again really without uh, a lot of proof proof texts which you know I like okay I'll, I'll buy it it's fine the next paragraph instead of attacking these programs so they could they should just say instead of attacking WIC because they haven't approved or they haven't proven that any any of what they said other than maybe this one brief example of WIC and and what is a drastic cut mean up there, right? So instead of attacking these programs, they say they could be using the appropriations to process to provide urgently needed emergency support for child care and child poverty. In January 2022, they refused to extend the child tax credit even though the temporary child tax credit credit as the, as part of the COVID-19 relief package reduced U.S. child poverty by 46%, lifted nearly 4 million children out of poverty and reduced that. Look, if you're just giving free money to households, that's not lifting anyone out of poverty. That's giving them temporary relief while they spend it all and go directly back to poverty. That's This is a stupid argument. Nobody believes. Please, please tell me you don't believe that this this actually happened and it's a sustainable thing. That's so dumb. Reduced the number of households that reported not having enough food, deepening this child care crisis. And if that wasn't enough, we know anti-abortion policies hurt the economic well-being of families. Oh, babies cost so much. Babies you, so we could we could say this like having sex costs. Okay? It does cost. Having children cost you money. Okay, having sex can it can end up saddling you with a human or humans to to care for that are your responsibility, and it's wonderful. Having our boys is one of the great blessings of our lives, Donna and I, and 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 both times we couldn't afford it. <laughs> like the first time I was I think a PFC private first class in the Marine Corps and I mean I don't know if you've been there but they don't get paid much right and this was like yeah the, like you're not getting rich as a PFC unless you're like dealing drugs on the side or something like that's just not happening you're not getting rich and so when we when we were found out we were pregnant the first time it was like it, it was it was a wonderful thing but it was a wonderful thing that I had to go. Crap! What are we gonna What are we gonna do here? Right? When we got pregnant with Wyatt, our our youngest, who's twelve now, it's been a minute, right? When we when when Donna was pregnant with him, when I first found out all of that. Man, when that happened, I was working at a job that couldn't always pay me on time. Even the guy did the best he could, but. It just it just wasn't great circumstances, and the business wasn't super sustainable how it was set up, and I ended up like it was a struggle to even make a rent, and so it certainly was a struggle to have food on the table, and that was just with Donna and I and the toddler that we had, and then oh my goodness, there's another little boy coming into the world too, so. This is, I mean, I get it. I, I, I get, I get that 
anti-abortion, what they mean by this. We know that anti-abortion policies hurt the economic well-being of families. What they mean by this is that children hurt the economic well-being of families. What they mean by this is that people should have the right to have children whenever they want and not before that, which they have. It's called abstinence or responsible sexual behavior. That it's, it's, it's really not rocket science. Like God's been talking about this for a long time now. <laughs> this is so dumb. It doesn't hurt the economic well-being of families. That's stupid. It says, we support veterans, military service members, and their families. You guessed it. Another lie. The truth is, the Republican House majority passed the Department of Veterans Affairs funding bill overturning a rule allowing the VA to provide veterans and their families access to abortion in cases of rape, incest, or pregnancies that threaten the life or health of the pregnant woman. I'll just say it right if they won't. They're also uh, using the annual defense policy bill to attack access to abortion and gender affirming care for service members. Listen, oh my gosh, this is a pet peeve. This is a whole other podcast, so I'm just going to say it once, okay? Nobody wants to be in a getting shot at situation with someone next to them that that is 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 mentally unstable enough in that moment that they're not even sure what their gender is. Now, that this is that is probably the most offensive thing to most of the world in all of the things that I've said in this podcast. But but there's some stinking truth to that, okay? If if someone is so that that is either uh, and I've said this in another podcast, that is either gender dysphoria, which is a mental illness, that needs counseling and care and, and figuring out, okay? it's So it's either that, it's either gender d- dysphoria, or it is someone who is so confused about life, who so wants to be accepted, that, they'll, that, that, that they have no idea who they are, and they're so confused. And if that's the case, then... You you don't need that that particular person next to you in a foxhole, to use the lingo. You you that's that is that's putting your life at risk, and that's now a liability. And and it would be just as true to say that having someone who is who just found out that their wife cheated on them, and they're they spent all their money and burned their house down. Like that guy is also going to probably be a liability next to you. Okay. And in the moment, this is crisis going on in the military right now because they can't recruit enough people. I wonder why that is right. Because the annual defense policy bill to attack access to abortion and gender affirming care, gender affirming care, wokeness, all of these things that are being shoved down the throats of even service members. Why do you think why do you honestly, why do you think you can't recruit enough people? That's stupid. Ufta. That's what I'm going to leave you with today. It's a North Dakota term that, well, you just look it up. Ufta.